0: Welcome to the Holistic Sojourner Podcast, the radio show to help women manifest wealth and wellness in a holistic way. I want to help you discover your spiritual purpose, master your mindset, get out of crisis mode, and create the life you want, all while being lit up. I'm your host, Regis Cowan, Spiritual Life Purpose Coach for Millennials, and my passion is helping women like you get off the struggle bus and live the life you deserve. Let's get to it. Hey, Sasha, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Hey, Regis, I'm doing really, really well. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: No problem. Thanks for coming. I'm so excited to talk to you and um, see what's going on, what new things you have for us, and to kind of jump in about your spiritual background as well. So we'll just start with tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you started your spiritual journey and where you got to where you are now.
1: Of course. Oh, gosh. Well, it's kind of, you know, when you look back on the spiritual journey, some people, it's really obvious. It's like, this was the moment when I stepped into my spiritual self. Yeah. For me, it's more of a gradual journey. And I think that's important to mention because so many others out there, I'm sure, have had the same experience as me, where it's not like you had a kundalini awakening. It's not like you went to a Psychic fair, and you know someone told yeah. you you were a psychic, which would right. be awesome, but for me, I could pinpoint my spiritual journey having started when I was around fifteen years old mm-hmm. and a friend of mine. She was like the new girl in school. I was like, oh my God, and I'm friends with the new girl in school. She's so cool. <laughs> and we lived in the same neighborhood, so we were hanging out. And she told me that she was Wiccan, which is like a modern version of paganism for anyone right. who doesn't know. Um, and so I was like, Ooh. yeah, I mean, like, I want to know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she taught me how to feel like energy in my hands. And when you're a teenager, I truly believe that, you know, when we're in that, like, puberty kind of state like our psychic senses are so much more intense oh yeah yeah so I felt that energy ball like immediately and I could control it and I could I felt it viscerally in my body and we started talking about like the elements and like other like aspects of paganism Um, like the wheel of the year and I'm not the kind of person who like takes everything to heart. So I was just like, Oh yeah, that's all cool. But like, what what else is out there? What else (laughs) is out there? Like we we had books and stuff that we were reading, but I went on the internet (laughs) to find my own information. Um, But then what started happening essentially was, and I didn't realize it at the time, of course, because I was just a kid, but my senses started to getting so open that entities not necessarily good or bad, but like mm-hmm. things started coming into my perception that I was not comfortable with. So I would see shadows. Ooh. I would essentially see, you know, what f- folks may call ghosts. Um, I had a little, what I felt was cool, was like a guide that would follow me like as I looked like a little sparrow. So I was like, I have this little sparrow guide. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted that to stay around, but I wanted the creepy shadow people to go away because I didn't realize that I had the power to tell them to go away, or to then you know interact with them in some way. I just thought I was being infiltrated, right? Because you hear all you know these stories and like in the media, the way that like witchcraft in particular is depicted, right? It's so negative. F- it's so fear based. Yeah, and it's frank. negative. Mm-hmm. um So I thought I was being taken over, and I basically just shut it all down. I said, "No, I don't want it. I don't want. It. I don't want it. I don't want it." Yeah, But the one thing that stuck around from that time was when we started to get into astrology, me and this girl, you know, looked into what a moon sign was and what the birth chart was. And that to me felt a lot more scientific and quote unquote real than the stuff that I decided, whether consciously or unconsciously, I wasn't ready for. So... From the time I was 15, I was all in with astrology. I was learning my own chart. I was reading friends' charts, whether ethically or not, like whether they asked me or not. (laughs) Like I was figuring out everybody in my grade and like everyone in my life. I was like, this is a way that I can finally understand people because I never really got people. I was really an awkward kid when I was growing up. Um, But with astrology, I was able to put, you know, a reason... behavior and in a way as well once i got really into it preemptively like prepare like i know this person might act this way because they have xyz in their birth chart
0: right so cool
1: it is but at the same time it's all a growth journey because i don't believe in using astrology for that purpose now yeah because we all have the free will to extend uh-huh. even beyond our birth charts, but that's where I am at now because of the rest of my journey. Essentially, after high school, I moved into college, and by then I was ready to like tell people, like, yeah, I mean, I, I do astrology. My mom ended up finding out, and she's <laughs> like the one she's the person who raised me. She's a single mom. I like lived with her my entire life. So her figuring out that I was into astrology was a big deal for me because she's a very like corporate america kind of woman like very straight laced you know mm-hmm. she's she never told me that god wasn't real she wasn't an atheist she was agnostic and she always imparted on me that like god isn't is within you and we're just not the religious types you know yeah so I, di- I didn't grow up going to church or anything but I also didn't grow up with a mom who was into astrology or tarot cards or anything like she just was like whatever like right yeah (laughs) the the universe like it's fine like everything's Mm -hmm. you know connected but we don't have to go further into that like it was just sort of obvious to her but it wasn't obvious to me like she didn't necessarily hold space in the family unit for me to explore anything I kind of had to figure it out on my own which I appreciate but also you know looking back and hearing other people's stories I kind of wish I had some sort of you know sense of where I could start. Yeah. Um, Because I ended up finding Wicca and because it ended up being quite a fear based experience. So come college, at some point, probably in the middle of my college experience, I discovered the tarot and tarot cards. Right. Because a lot of I was really into YouTube. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, not just about spirituality, but about like, ton of other stuff. I got my news on YouTube. Like I was a part of the internet community (laughs) like right (laughs) that's where (laughs) I I, yeah like that's where we went for our information that's where millennials grew up yeah so I ended up discovering some astrologers on YouTube who would concurrently use tarot cards in their weekly horoscopes or monthly horoscopes and I was I wouldn't say I was appalled because I didn't have that big of a reaction to it but I was like I was judgmental because i thought <laughs> that the tarot was just random right and like bullshit in a sense like oh yeah. you're just shuffling cards. it's like i don't understand how this is it's not formulaic like astrology is right so i you know ended up leaning into that discomfort and continued to do my research and in the end just decided i'm gonna get a tarot deck like What's the harm? (laughs) Let's try this out. Yeah, let's try this out. I'm going to get the prettiest one I could find that I felt was cool. I ended up getting this deck called the Shadowscapes Tarot. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's really beautiful. And the first card I pulled was a card called the Empress. Mm -hmm. And the Empress is all about creation and divine feminine. And when I read the description from the book, it hit home so hard. Because I believe I pulled a card in a way to be like, what am I all about, tarot deck? Like, what, yeah. what's my vibration right now? And even to this day, I can still pick up on that vibration when I pull that card of like, this is you. They call it like a significator in yeah. um, the tarot world. It's like, when you pull this card, the deck is really calling you out. So after that, I was kind of hooked. And I decided... <laughs> You know i've never tried out instagram as a social media app but wouldn't it be cool if i shared my tarot journey on instagram little did i know so many people were already doing that and that's when i (laughs) fell into this spiritual community on instagram and it was about four years ago that i posted my first post And I didn't talk about astrology at first, but slowly but surely things wanted to come through about the astrological energy that we were moving through at the time to talk about, you know, that energetic weather essentially, and started posting about that. And over the years, you know, you learn so much about the spiritual journey and spiritual concepts just by looking at other people's profiles and mm-hmm. feeling into what feels good. And you learn so many lessons as well about comparing oneself to other people and other people's growth. And I, you know, still, and to this day, doing that work concerning, um, oh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? It's like, <laughs> hmm. it's basically like this feeling you get when you, you're comparing yourself so intensely to the people mm-hmm. that are doing the same thing as you, that you then paralyze yourself into not doing what you love anymore what you right. what you what you're related to them in the sense with yeah
0: your growth just kind of stops when you're in comparison mode
1: exact comparisonitis that's oh, okay. what it is <laughs> comparisonitis it's a official term official in the instagram term. community um you can catch it and have it almost chronically sometimes but Mm -hmm. you know keep it on the low and heal it over time and it's inherent i feel in the collective healing because so many of us grew up with this programming of you're only as good as you know the people around you Mm -hmm. and then you have to overcome their successes and you know you have to constantly compare yourself to you know get better and get better and get better because all the while you know in my spiritual journey I was going to college for you know like corporate communications I was going to be in media I ended up working for one of the biggest media companies in the country because I live in New York City I interned for them and then went on to work for them for some time and over time through concurrently living this double life in a sense in the spiritual community i came to learn in a very harsh way that that life was not good for me you know how they say when you know you can't you're not getting the message spiritually you're not getting the message emotionally even mentally you're pushing you know Mm -hmm those thoughts to the side that are telling you you should be doing something else you should be following your passion Mm -hmm. if you're not listening on the mental emotional and spiritual planes it will manifest physically and that's precisely what happened to me it sure does yeah so one summer i was interning at a independent video game developer or producer i'm not sure they developed and produced Uh, indie video games and I thought this was my dream because for the longest time I thought I wanted to work in video games I would go and to all these free events and I was networking and I thought that this is what I wanted to do and now that I look back on it it's definitely the kind of stuff that I've done in past lives Mm -hmm. and when we come into this world unless we're given you know in a way the confidence in the spiritual foundation that we would need to succumb our past life programming patterning. Right. We might very well just go back and do the same thing again over and over. Yep. Over and over, but it won't feel fulfilling. It never really felt fulfilling. Like I got it. I got the industry, but once I was actually working in a company that did that, I was so miserable, but I wanted to smile through it because I thought that this is what I was supposed to do. Right. And then one day, one day I woke up with the worst lower back pain I'd ever had. And I thought, oh, whatever, like, I'll just like take an Advil. And then I go on the subway to get to work and I sit down a little too fast and I literally threw out my back. Wow. I threw out my back and there was literally no reason for me to have had this back issue. Mm. I ended up, you know, being pretty incapacitated for a week and wow. then over the course of a month healed on my own. For some reason, I didn't go to a doctor about it. Um, Isn't that great?
0: <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, I can do this on my own. I'm just going to see.
1: Yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I don't know why. I just didn't go to a doctor well, about it. That extreme, right? Mm-hmm. And then, a year later, I was working elsewhere. I ended up, you know, I was further along on my path. I was recognizing, okay, like, maybe corporate isn't for me. Maybe these, you know, maybe the video game industry isn't for me. Maybe media isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I'll apply to those jobs and everything, but on the side, I'm going to work retail. So I was working retail at this really cute shop. I liked it. I liked my coworkers. It was, it was fun. But because of all the time I was spending there, yeah. my spiritual business and my services and the work that I was doing that was, you know, helping people through at the time, I believe I was starbound earth seed. Yeah. I think at that time I was already starbound earthseed mm-hmm. and I was offering astrology readings and tarot and like sharing about ascension and awakening on Instagram more often than just pulling cards and, you know, interpreting the cards. It became something else. It was more universal. But because I was working this job, I was so tired and my energy was so depleted. Mm -hmm. I wasn't actually doing any of that. I was getting less and less clients. And because of that, I saw that as a sign. Okay. I'm just, I'm meant to work this job. Like, right. the because universe like getting the retail.
0: clients instead of the other way around.
1: Exactly. I'm like the universe will show me what I need to do. I'm not getting the clients, so I'm going to work retail. <laughs> like <laughs> this is fine. Like I really like the. Cl- I can do this. Yeah. Like I liked working with the people who like my coworkers, but I also loved the customers. I loved the um the work that I was doing. And again, looking back, it's very similar to the kind of work that I've done in past lives. It was sales. It yeah. was um you know, making other people happy, putting your energy aside in order to please others. And to some that is so fulfilling. Right. But deep down, it was not for me. And I ended up having, it grew from, you know, just a slight sciatic pain to an intense sciatic nerve pain that went all the way down my left leg to my ankle to a point where I was limping. And I, one day slipped and fell as I was trying to dress myself. Oh, no. And this lasted for about a month before I finally went to the doctor and they said that in my lower back some of my spinal discs were bulging. Wow. Um you know on the way to being herniated. And they said, you know, honestly, from the way this looks, I would not expect you to have that kind of pain. But you do, so we're gonna put you in physical therapy, we're gonna put you on these pharmaceuticals, we're gonna like mm-hmm. do all this stuff. And I tell you, while yes, the drugs and the physical therapy especially worked, the only thing that shifted me out of that pain in the end was getting laid off from that job and focusing on my creativity. Wow, because that area of the body is associated mm-hmm. with the root and sacral chakras so there was a lot of fear involved in me actually diving into this business of mine there was a lot of creative stunting in my life i wasn't actually doing what i was meant to be doing I wasn't actually birthing what i was meant to be birthing and, and was those,
0: manifesting down in those chakras
1: precisely and you know even if we're talking about like the left side of the body is where we receive energy. And there was a block there. There was pain there. Spirit was telling me, you know, as the pain was going down my left leg, you are meant to receive so much at this point, Sasha, but you're not in the situation that is allowing you to do so. And because of this pain, I literally couldn't do parts of my job at this retail position. You know, it involved moving heavy boxes, heavy lifting. And I couldn't do that. I was assigned, you know, it was a small team, so I was assigned in a way like physical organization of product and I no longer could perform at that duty. So literally this ailment was telling me you cannot do this job anymore, anymore. Sasha. You
0: anymore. Shut it yeah. down.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that was the summer. And I didn't get laid off until the winter. Wow. Like another six months, I had to... I'm a very stubborn person, which I recognize. <laughs> and I don't like to think that I am, but when it comes to the growth and the spiritual journey it's been a stubborn it's been a lesson in surrender so much surrender Mm -hmm. yeah so that that is my very long and drawn out (laughs) spiritual journey to because you know i got laid off at the very beginning of 2018 and Mm -hmm. all of 2018 it was a lesson in okay i don't have that job anymore um now what (laughs) now what um And now what became, at the end of 2018, manifesting one of the best jobs that I've ever had as a virtual assistant for another amazing woman in the spiritual community who's, Uh you know, got so much work and abundance that she's able to hire on someone like me. And through her, she ended up referring me to a few other people. And now I have a pretty good income By basically being able to work at home as a virtual assistant.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I I think it's awesome too. I'm like flabbergasted that it's (laughs) even my situation like every (laughs) single day. And what I want to say to all the millennial spiritual people out there is that we have to, in a way, experience the highs and lows sometimes to Mm -hmm. get the point. Oh, yeah. And that little dark period which to me was an entire year pretty much of 2018 is necessary sometimes in order for us to shed the programming that we were fed growing up because largely, and you've probably talked about this on the podcast before Regis, just, but uh-huh. so stop me, But <laughs> largely as we were growing up, we were fed this story of there's so many jobs out there, you know, you've just got to go to school. You got to go to college. Yep you got to get your degree and then you'll get a job and then we got out of college and the jobs were sl- it was slim pickings yeah it was slim pickings because of the economy but at the same time that in and of itself was an opportunity for our generation to flip the switch and to flip the perception of what opportunity really is exactly because so many more of us are becoming entrepreneurs because of that frequency that we found ourselves in, because of that shame that we felt, you know, we didn't necessarily, you know, some of us might've blamed the economy and, you know, put the blame onto (laughs) the external, but a lot of us, including myself, I know, like I thought I just wasn't good enough. I thought I needed to get more skills. I thought I needed to do more to prove myself more to other people. But really in the end, It's just been about finding what I'm actually good at.
0: Yeah. And using your own gifts.
1: Yeah. Owning that and letting that be what guides me. And it hasn't been pretty, you know, I've gone through a lot of physical pain, a lot of emotional pain, and I'm definitely not done. (laughs) I'm sure there's so much more to come, but I'm at a point now where I'm comfortable saying that, you know, The opportunity that I grasped at the end of 2018 to be this virtual assistant, being a virtual assistant was not a thing, most likely, 10, 15 15 years ago.
0: At all. You probably, if you were, you probably weren't, were barely surviving because it wasn't
1: really a thing. Exactly. So what we are meant to really become is not something that we're going to find Mm -hmm. mirrored in our external.
0: Definitely. You got to search inside first.
1: Yeah, I, I know no other virtual assistants. I knew of like the idea of a virtual assistant, but in my head, and I had that vision, I was like, I would really love to be a virtual assistant one day. Oh my God, like, how do I start doing that? <laughs> For a few years, I had this notion. And finally, after I surrendered so much, yeah, it manifested itself in my life. It came to me because my vibration was such so that it was able to find it. me
0: hmm. Yeah, I find that so true is like if we would just sometimes, like you said, surrender or just let go, you know, and one of my biggest things is being open to trial and error, like people think that they're going to find what they're meant to do overnight or that it's just going to drop out the sky. And sometimes it may drop out the sky, but more times than not, it's going to find you through a series of events, but you have to kind of trust that process and just kind of go with the flow and let it find you and be okay with that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, another millennial conditioning is that, you know, we have to be in control of things. We have to be oh, yeah. in control <laughs> of our timeline. So like letting things come to us, like, what does that even mean? What does
0: that mean? That's not what we were taught. We have to control it.
1: Yeah. Literally. Like at one point, I think I was about to graduate college and my godfather bless his heart. He's an amazing guy, but he has a very different experience to most millennials. He ended up, um, straight uh, you know once he was 18 he worked for the railroad which Uh here in in new york city is a union he worked for metro north and up until he retired he worked for the same company he has a pension that is more than what he has received when he worked (laughs) you know they're living they're living it up that was their dream that was what their generation did yeah and in a way he told me at the time you know there's so much like possibility now that you're graduating sasha like aren't you excited yeah, I was not excited. I was terrified. <laughs>
0: like, what now? Yeah,
1: what now? Like, I really could not express that enough to him that he just didn't get it. You know, he saw yeah. my experience as a wide open space that, you know, maybe he didn't have and mm-hmm. he wished he had. But I would, you know, at the time totally trade in all the opportunity and all the you know wonder and the unknown before me for the strict railroad path quite right. literally that so I know he, what I'm getting myself into exactly like it's a straight path toward my pension and then after that we have the beautiful you know <laughs> right. rest of the world to explore with plenty of money to do so so that's where i come from right. and i think it's important to to recognize that not only in myself for my own growth, but to express it to others who might also have felt those fears earlier on in their spiritual journey, because I do feel that my spiritual journey began when I was 15, but I was not a faithful person. I did not know what faith was. I did not know what fate even was, or, you know, I understood the concepts, but I had not experienced them. I had not experienced asserting my free will or, you know, Destiny in any sense.
0: Yeah, I totally feel you there because I, I mean, I think mine probably started, I started at a, at a young age. I mean, I grew up in the church, but it was one of those things where I always question things. And my family and my church leaders and stuff, they didn't understand that. And me being a child, they were like, oh, you know, they would just give me a simple answer to something or. Um, you know, brush it under the rug. But I always had these questions and I would ask them and people would just look at me like I was crazy because they didn't have an answer for me. Um, So they would come up with something. But yeah, I think our spiritual journey definitely starts at a young age. And when we're going through it, we don't even realize that that's what it is. Um, But it manifests into other things later on and other experiences. So yeah, I I totally understand that because I went through it too. And like you were saying around Puberty age, that's when our senses are like really open Um, and we just need that guidance so that we can tune into it so we can transform it and use it to our advantage. So yeah, that's definitely something that I hope that this podcast is doing for a lot of people like, oh, I'm starting to have these moments or these, you know, aha experiences and just realize like it's okay, it's normal. Maybe you just need some guidance and that you don't have to follow the quote unquote straight path um cuz you know our parents what worked for them is obviously not working for us in our generation the old um go to college get a job work like you say, we're saying your godfather like that worked for them that is not working now like those opportunities are not there and we're having to create our own so it's just pushing us to go in a different direction but i think it's it's all for good at the end of the day. I truly believe that. Definitely. So let's talk about what you have going on now since you, so you are currently a virtual assistant as well, correct?
1: Yes. Um, I'm a virtual assistant with a small client base, but I'm open to small projects here and there um, for any other future clients. Uh, and my mission with my virtual assistant work is really to work with clients who are here you know and doing the work to awaken consciousness so mm-hmm. in whatever area that might be like i could attract some sort of nuclear scientist. i'm not sure why <laughs> they would want to come work with me but if they wanted to get some help in administrative tasks or social media or there's a myriad of things that i offer on my website third eye assistance uh that is my uh virtual assistant i like that in business thank you um you know just like a third eye like looking over things mm-hmm. for you and like helping guide you in a way um that is my mission with being a virtual assistant and apart from that i also still have my business starbound earth seed uh, which is my main business mm-hmm. uh where i offer services such as intuitively read birth charts so astrology um i, I, I also that. offer soul <laughs> channelings i call them where we tap into your soul and your guides and you know if there's anything from your past or parallel lives that want to come through we might pull cards you might you know channel some light language or Mm. you know it's like a mishmash kind of everything in one um and then the last offering i have is you know a very specific past life reading so we'll go into not just like a snapshot of something that occurred perhaps that's relevant in your life at that moment but you know the entirety of a life and the lesson that you're being called to impart on yourself at this moment.
0: Right. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'm just now starting to um, dive into light language. So can you explain a little bit about like what light language is and like, why is it such a thing now? So
1: light language is a form of, you can, kind of think of it as speaking in tongues mm-hmm. but more of a new age way of doing it um not necessarily like oh i'm not going to speak in tongues because that's a christian thing because i don't want to do that but right it's they're very very similar and they, in fact might be the same thing just you know call two different things right so if you've ever heard someone speaking in tongues it's very similar to light language light language is a way of channeling higher frequencies through either the vocal cords, so speaking the language, mm-hmm. you can sign the language with your hands, or you can write the language um, through some automatic writing. And that's how it's come through for me. And in the way that they are higher frequency, you don't have to understand, you don't have to logically put you know, a formula to this language like we do here on earth. You know, we can link up how all the languages on earth have, you know, crossed paths and, you know, where everything connects. Um, With higher frequency light language, you just have to experience it, in my opinion, to recognize on a subconscious level, the message that you are receiving. So, The other marker for light language is that it is of the light, meaning it is for our highest and best. That does not mean, in my opinion, that light language cannot work with our shadow aspects and help heal our shadow aspects, help heal some, you know, things that hurt within us. Mm -hmm. But we are never going to come across light language that is harmful to your growth. So you might experience light language through, you know, verbally channeled, audio clips or videos on youtube if you look up light language Mm -hmm. um you might look up light language on instagram and find you know people channeling these scripts um and just you know look at the images and experience them for what they are the intricacy or the geometric nature to them whatever the channeler has brought through take a look at it and examine if you have any judgments about the language, because those judgments are breadcrumbs that your spirit is asking you to follow in order to heal where that judgment stems from, which most times stems, it stems from programming from our third dimensional reality that is no longer viable for our oh, spiritual yeah. growth. Definitely.
0: I know we all have some programming that we need to deprogram from um, so that we can be our highest best selves. So let's talk about the starseed movement and what it means to be a starseed.
1: Yeah. So it you know, <laughs> might seem like we're shifting gears, but really um in my journey, it wasn't much of a extreme to recognize what the starseed movement was. Mm-hmm. Because once I learned what the idea of starseed was, I was like, well yeah that's me like Definitely. it was it wasn't this huge revelation it wasn't this huge realization a star seed in my opinion is simply a soul who has incarnated in other star systems whether that be the majority of their soul journey has been in other star systems and this is their first time on earth right. or if they've been on earth lots of times so or just so happened to incarnate at one point, for instance, in the Pleiades. Yeah. Fine. But in my opinion, that is a marker for a star seed. There is a different kind of star seed though, that, you know, is the kind of marker that people, who own the label of star seed fall under. And that is, you know, yes, you've incarnated in other star systems as a soul, but as well, you have a mission in this life and you're owning that mission and you are using your light and your message to awaken humanity. That is what I believe like a capital S star seed. Yeah. It is because in my humble opinion, and this goes against, you know, some of the channeled information out there. There is not a small percentage of star seeds on this earth. I think most all souls on this earth have incarnated elsewhere, but it's a matter of are you awakened to what that means? Are you open to connecting with what the lessons of those higher frequencies and different soul incarnations are in order to help awaken humanity? I don't believe that everyone necessarily has that path but right. that's in what in my opinion differentiates starseeds from like as i said capital s starseeds focus on a mission
0: yeah definitely 100 percent. i agree with that i feel that way too um just from me diving into like what starseeds are and you know i'm like most people i look on instagram and youtube and um yeah i've experienced some um Light language too from another person that you know she's definitely identifies with being a star seed, um, and I think it's very interesting. But a lot of these things you know resonate with me too. Like, are you called to the sky? Do you you know? One person said, you know, have you always been one of those kids or persons that's always looking up? And I'm like, yeah, I feel like space and the stars are my home. And so, you know, same here. I, it wasn't like a big aha thing, but I felt like, Hey, maybe I'm a star c because all these things kind of resonate with me and I'm pulled toward it. Um, but yeah. And I feel the same way. Like I have a mission. I'm here to do some work and to awaken, you know, humanity to a certain point. So I totally feel that too.
1: I think one thing we need to mention though, is the gatekeeping kind of tendency, even in, you know, this, area of the spiritual community and the starseed community, you know, despite it being so vast and galactic and cosmic, there's still a lot of gatekeeping that happens concerning, you know, you might come across messaging of like, oh, well, what kind of starseed are you?
0: Yes, I've seen that.
1: Yeah. And you might feel internally, well, if I can't identify myself as a Pleiadian versus a Syrian, like, I must not be a starseed because clearly these people- know for sure that they're a syrian so right. if i have any questions about it i must not be a starseed i call bullshit on that yeah me know, excuse, excuse me if i can't cuss <laughs> on this podcast oh, but of course you can <laughs> i call bullshit on that because for one i truly believe that if you are a soul who is incarnated on, on so many other in so many other star systems, how can you then say that you are just Syrian here, you you know, in this human experience? And two, it is such a human thing to want to compartmentalize Uh and label and, you know, say, well, I am this. Oh, I'm not human. I am Syrian. And one of the biggest lessons of the starseed movement is to, of course, you know, tap into the beautiful frequencies of the Syrians, the Arcturians, the Andromedans, you know, soak it all up, but then filter it out into our human experience and, you know, recognize that like in this life we incarnated as human and there's work to be done here and owning the human experience is precisely what we came here to do. It was not to disassociate from the responsibility that we have here and to disassociate from our mission because we just can't handle it. Of course, you know, so many of us star seeds are empathic, we're highly sensitive people, we are so open in our higher chakras and sensitive in our lower chakras that, you know, a lot of the density of the programming and of, you know, the energy of our collective here gets us down to the point that we do want to find, you know, where else we come from and what other, you know, home and family we might find in the cosmos. But Even then, once you figure that out, the lesson is to come back into your body and heal your lower chakras, heal the fear, heal the sacral and solar needs, right? and not close the higher chakras, but have control over when you're ready to receive information and when you're not, because that has been a huge, huge lesson for me. I'm one of those people that if I am not on it with my energetic work and on it with my chakras, my crown will be wide open and I will be so airheaded. I'll forget things because time doesn't mean anything to me anymore. You know, when we get out into higher dimensions, the concept of third dimensional time is just... It's non-existent, linear time is non-existent. So clearly when you're connecting with these higher dimensional beings on a subconscious level, you are going to start mirroring their experience. Mm-hmm. But that in effect makes your human experience a lot more difficult. Yes. So <laughs> I don't <know> about that. <laughs> yeah. So if you're feeling very spacey, if you're feeling very anxious, mm-hmm. that is your that is a sign that your higher chakras are very open. And likewise, if you're feeling quite depressed, if you're feeling quite, you know. Like there's no purpose, you don't know your purpose, and like nothing really matters. That's your lower chakras being out of balance. That's a very you know rudimentary way of categorizing it, but largely it is in my it it is my truth. I've found that you know in order to heal my depression and in order to work through this moodiness that I have been gifted in this life as a star seed, you know, I can very easily go off and, you know, be so excited and be very hyper. And um, what's the word? I'm I'm forgetting the word. I'm forgetting my vocabulary, but you know, I can be on the, on the happy end of things. Right. And then a few days later be totally depressive and not want to, not want to do life basically. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, you know, moodiness, whether it, you know, leads you in this life to be diagnosed as bipolar or a cyclothymatic or whatever the case you know it's a marker for in my opinion being greatly affected by our ascension energies because it's like a slingshot you're yeah. going from one end of the spectrum to another one end of the spectrum to another and the lesson in that is to find in whatever way your journey leads you a way to balance that I'm at a point where I still have my bad days and I still have those very good days, but even those very good days I know are not that good because right. I don't make smart decisions when I'm hyper. Too I don't, spacey, yeah. I don't make, you know, good decisions for my human when I am so spacey. Yeah. Likewise, I am not cognizant and I am not as conscious as I should be when I'm in a depressive state.
0: Yeah. I think it takes a lot of, <laughs> time and practice to really like balance that. I mean I've had to deal with that too. Like when I get too spacey or in my higher chakras, I'm like, okay, you know what? You're too excited, you're too hyper, you need to reconnect to your root, you need to ground yourself, do something to bring yourself back down to earth, so to speak. Um and say and same thing the the opposite, you know, when you're depressed or down all the time it's like, okay, I need to do something to shift my mindset, to reconnect to my purpose and you know, be excited about something again. But I like that concept of how you, you know, put that into if you're too spacey, you're in your higher chakras. And if you're depressed then you're in your lower chakras too much, like that's a good way to gauge that. I like that.
1: Well, really it comes down to recognizing not just where your energy is today, but where your energy has been, because Mm -hmm. it will always be the case that if I was so in my higher chakras for a few days, the next few days my lower chakras will have been they'll have been missing attention you know and like right another marker for a star seed is how sensitive our energy centers are to the influences of our society and you know just the external world you know not even people like emfs and like you know, technology, like all of this stuff emits low p radiation that affects our emotional bodies. The food that we eat affects our emotional and energetic bodies. Mm-hmm. And it can in a way overwhelm anyone, not just yes. someone who identifies as a star seed. Yes. But it's the journey of taking the small steps toward understanding our energetic systems and toward You know feeling okay i felt this way when i was depressed this is how i was thinking how did i eat that day can i implement some way to perhaps shift you know how i'm using technology so that emfs don't affect my energetic body in such a way and we can you know there's plenty of research on this stuff oh yeah it's not just you know us talking out of our asses at this point like no. <laughs> we we've known this for some time intuitively but then the research came out and proved it does it. so if you find yourself doing all the work quote unquote internally and yet you still are feeling out of balance consider how you can shift your external world through you know your relationship to emfs but even as well through your relationship to you know, the people in your life, the job that you attend, like everything, like you have control of the external world to a certain extent, you know, impart your free will and see what changes you can make over time. You know, you might learn all this stuff about fluoride and, you know, minerals and like heavy metals and like everything might overwhelm Mm you to a point of inaction. But the lesson is, we have a set amount of time as humans here on earth. If we can implement those changes over time in five years, you'll have implemented how many shifts and look back on your life and say, wow, if I had just stayed in that state of inaction Mm -hmm. because I was so overwhelmed by what needed to get done, I wouldn't be where I am now.
0: Yeah. You got to take, it takes small steps.
1: Yeah. I like, I truly, I can, look back on my life five years ago and be like wow I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't been really brave enough to make small changes that I did you know in the moment you might think like oh this isn't really gonna do anything like
0: right (laughs) how is this gonna
1: work (laughs) how is this gonna work like I feel so shitty right now how is this going to help but I literally started making a list and I'll probably, I have my own podcast and I'll probably end up going through the whole list on an episode Yeah, because there's even more that I didn't, you know, finish, but I started making a list of how spirituality has changed me. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I noticed was that I am so much nicer to people. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. But like, And part of it has to do with the fact that I ended up working retail and I was in customer service. So like it was particularly I this sparked when I was, you know, interacting with someone at a drugstore and I noticed like I always want to smile at people and be nice to people and like be as, you know, cordial as they're in a way supposed to be because it's their job at the moment. But then if they're met with that from a consumer, it really does lighten up their day because I've been on the receiving end of that when customers were nice to me I was like wow like I love customers like that but my spiritual journey has affected that as well because I now see myself in everyone to some degree Mm -hmm. and I was not like that before I was very much it's me against the world it was very much like I am an individual and I have to fight my way to where i want to be yes so for that i am extremely grateful and in a way it you know harkens back to you know making all these shifts and changes that we know we need to do in order to live the healthiest and happiest lives in a spiritual way you know don't think about all the things that you quote unquote need to do as like you against those things you against your own habits just shift into what feels best if the first thing that feels best for you is filtering your water so fluoride is not in your water anymore and you can start decalcifying your pineal gland in that Mm -hmm. sense go for it and if it takes you another six months to implement another change okay like it's not about being the best spiritual person out there because that in and of itself is a sign of comparisonitis.
0: <laughs> it, is. it is. It's so funny. My sister and I were just, we just had this conversation about two days ago. Um, we, and this is me, um, we went to Walmart and something as simple as buying juice. Like I'm, I'm pretty health conscious. I try not to have a lot of artificial things in my diet, but this one particular day she wanted to buy some juice. So I was like, you know what? I'll buy some juice too. We're at Walmart. We get the Walmart brand and so i went home drank this juice and i felt like crap right never felt like this when i drink apple juice before i'm like i drink apple juice before this shouldn't be a big deal so you know i think okay maybe i drank it too fast maybe it has too much sugar whatever so the next day i drink it again and the same thing happens i'm like okay this time i've eaten food i'm not tired something is going on with this juice so i ended up going online to um research because i remember i had just heard about this article or this news um it was on the news that there was a list of juices that had um heavy metals like lead arsenic traces of it in it right so i go on there i find it and sure enough the exact brand and type of juice not the one my sister picked hers wasn't on the list mine was on there and so i shared this information with her you know i told her i said well yours isn't on there mine is but she goes well that's just, that's every damn thing. Do you see all the juices on this list? I mean, this is our whole entire world. Like everything's contaminated. And she's like, I might as well just not do anything. And I said, well, that's where you don't want to shut down. Like nothing is perfect. Yes. In a sense, everything is contaminated, but we have to make these small shifts and take the right steps, you know, and be aware that we can change this. No, it's not going to change overnight. Like, yeah, there's probably a million other juices out here that have some type of contamination like you said our water is contaminated is fluoride good for you is it not you know but being aware and making those small shifts like I just wanted her to know like it does make a difference like no it's not going to happen overnight but it's okay like start somewhere we have to do something so just me being aware of that now I won't drink that damn juice anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah and to be honest like you mentioned you know you have a healthy lifestyle like you are already in a way whether 100% or not living with not as many heavy metals in your diet so if someone who you know eats mcdonald's every day and you know is very steeped in the third dimensional paradigm drinks this juice they're probably not going to feel anything right but for people who are living a very clean lifestyle If they ingest something that is not in alignment with that,
0: Mm -hmm. they will
1: feel its effects so much more.
0: It happens so quick, man. I was like, wow. I was like, is it me? Nope. It's not. Well, it is me in a sense. But, yeah, definitely. When you are, you know, doing what's for your highest good and for your body and, like you said, not in, in that lower third dimension anymore, I mean, you'll really feel Any and everything. I mean, you get sensitive to the simplest things like drinking juice. Who would have known?
1: Yeah. And that's some, it's in a way like our guides coming through and our higher selves coming through and being like, this is why we're here again. Like, you're meant to be in a way like a litmus test for the
0: collective.
1: Like, you're the one who noticed that. Like, it was probably someone just like you who was like, hey, like this is affecting me. Let me report it. Or, you know, maybe not that specific thing, but uh, there are so many other things that have been, you know, reported and researched because someone was the person who raised their hand and said, this isn't feeling good for me anymore. Right. Because my body physically and also on the spiritual level, whether I'm conscious of it or not is raising in vibration from this third dimensional reality which we are all still living in like i'm not here saying that you know we're all five in fifth in the fifth dimension like we're separate from all the realities of the third dimension like i'm not that kind of spiritual bypasser yeah you know we all still have to come home to our literal physical third dimensional reality oh but there is some change that we want to start implementing from our spiritual experiences and from our you know higher vibe experiences whether we're fully living it or not into the greater collective that starts with us being the wave makers and change makers Mm -hmm. raising our hands and saying this doesn't feel good for me anymore and here's why yep writing those blog posts making those podcast episodes And not putting it out there out of ego, not putting it out there out of, you know, I want so many people to see this because then it'll make me feel good. Putting it out there because you know in the heart of you that this thing means a lot to you, that you were hurt by this or you felt a reaction from this and you don't want other people to feel that as well. Yeah. It can be, you know, about your diet or it can be about, you know, relationships and the health of relationships. Like, there are so many ways that we can talk about shifting into higher vibes that, you know, we might feel as well like imposters a bit. <laughs> like, who am I to start talking about? Excellent. Right.
0: But if you're experiencing um, you're, thing, you're meant to
1: share it. Precisely. Like, you're human. Like, you have enough experience to share the wisdom that you have gained from it. Please do share it. I say it a lot in my messaging, you know, both on Instagram and in my podcasts, like I do this so that hopefully it can ignite a spark within you, listener or reader to equally share your own experience because we all have something to share. We all have puzzle pieces to put together into this mass, you know, deconstruction of what really has not been working for humanity so we can become the humanity that we are really meant to be
0: yeah and to try to enjoy the journey along the way
1: there's so much
0: experience definitely oh sasha i always love having these conversations
1: (laughs) (laughs) me too i love having the chance to just you know meet someone who on a soul level feels like, you know, we've been through this together and like, we're here now to just talk about it. And through that conversation manifests some form of truth for people.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like this is something that people need to hear and they need to know. And a lot of people are experiencing it on some level, but they may not be ready to quote unquote, come out of the spiritual closet um so yeah like doing this podcast and talking about spiritual stuff with you i think it's great because it gives people that oh okay i'm not the only one let me start you know talking about it and sharing my experiences so it's been good i'm so glad you were able to join us on the
1: Thank show so for having me.
0: um so let everybody know how can we get in touch with you you know as far as your services where are you on instagram and your website?
1: Yeah, so my website is starboundearthseed.com, and that's where you can find so much. You can find my services there, you can find my blog, you can sign up to my newsletter if you feel the call, um, and particularly, you can listen to two of my podcasts. I have two podcasts. One is a podcast that comes out every weekday at 6 a.m. Eastern standard time, where I talk about the astrological energetics of the day. And we pull a tarot card. It's very simple. It's cool. under you know, 15 minutes, you know, just a great way to start your day. And okay. my seven podcast is brand new and it's called journey of a star seed. And it's literally me and my journey sharing my thoughts on ascension, awakening and being a star seed. And, I'm really, really excited for it, because I know that through me experiencing and witnessing other people's journeys, whether as a starseed or not, I've grown so much, and I hope that through this, in a way, spiritual diary that Journey of a Starseed will be, some folks will expand just as much as I have in the past.
0: Oh, yeah, Definitely. And that's a good way for them to, like you said, really see your journey. And if they have, you know, an interest, or if they start, you know, feeling the same way, they can kind of tune in and see what you've been going through, and hopefully not getting comparisonitis. But <laughs> see what's going on with them that they may be able to relate to with what you've been through.
1: Yeah, and then just in general, like if you're on Instagram, you can find me at Starbound Earthsea. That's the main place that I connect with our community and find beautiful people like Regis. (laughs) So me and Sasha,
0: I'll just give a little background. We met through Sierra Rubin. She had a mini day retreat here in Atlanta, Georgia, and we went and spent the day and connected. It was super fun. Um, We were able to connect with a couple other people and just talk about how we woke up spiritually. So it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Hopefully we can do that again soon.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was so, it's so nice to meet people in person.
0: Yeah. In
1: this spiritual community that's online. It's great. Like you can meet people from all over the world, but that day was so special to me and I hold it in my heart and I look back on it with so much So much love. Like, I didn't know anyone except for Sierra, but leaving that day, I felt like I knew everyone on the really special level.
0: And like, maybe we've met before in a past life. We were all meant to meet again.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again, Sasha, for being on our podcast. I'm sure our listeners will be super excited to hear everything that we've talked about and to find you on Instagram, go to your website, check her out, y'all. And thanks for joining me again on another episode of the Holistic Sojourner podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Bye, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to the Holistic Sojourner podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave me a review. Also, don't forget to head over to theholisticsojourner.com to sign up for your free resources like my Millennial Life Crisis Guide and the Come Back to Heart Center Ritual Kit with a guided meditation. It's time to get out of crisis mode and into purpose. And remember, your happiness is your responsibility.